The amount of health information that is thrown at us about being healthy is very overwhelming. And it is truly a challenge to not get sucked into all of it and get completely overwhelmed. You're left wondering, will this work for me? You try everything under the sun. You may see some results or you may not even see any results after trying everything under the sun. And then you're left asking yourself, why does it not work for me? Why does it work for them, but not me? In this episode, I want to talk about what it means to be healthy. And no, it's not just that damn number on the scale. And I want to go over a few steps I believe are the key foundations to getting you started and getting you to a healthy lifestyle. So let's get started. First off, a little bit about my journey and why I want to talk about this with you. I'm very petite. I'm a tiny person, but I always struggle with my body confidence and image for my entire life. I was a big tomboy growing up and I tried to hide under the big baggy clothes. Some will look at me and think that this is crazy because I am small and petite, but it is the truth. It is something that I've struggled with my entire life. And that's why I so strongly believe in talking about confidence and health and everything because I think it affects our entire lives. So at a very young age, I was consumed by the size zero perfect models that are shoved in our faces day in and day out. And I know so many of us have struggled with a lot of this. I want to preface this episode by saying that I'm not saying that anyone is to do anything that I'm saying right out the gate or that it's perfect or that I'm a doctor. I'm just giving my opinion. I'm giving things that have worked for me and I hope that it can help you. I am aware that people have eating disorders and have medical conditions and things that they are dealing with, and I'm not negating any of that. This is just things that I have learned over the years that have helped me, and that's why I want to share with you. And like any other episode, take out of this episode what works for you and forget the rest. Okay, so a little bit about my backstory. When I got pregnant with my first son, I gained a significant amount of weight, like 70 pounds significant. It was crazy. I was so much larger than what I was used to. I felt swollen every day. I just couldn't get comfortable. And I had worked at UPS, which most of us know what that is, all the way up until I was about eight months pregnant. In there, it's extremely hot. And I think that had a lot to do with why I was so swollen and I was retaining so much water. So I think a lot of that had to do with it. But As soon as I had my son, I was like searching for tools to lose weight because I was so uncomfortable in my own skin more than I ever have. I ended up finding Beachbody workouts. You're going back. My son is now 19 years. So you're going back 19 years ago. I got started with insanity and I started doing that and I was like completely obsessed from the start. I absolutely loved the results that I was getting. The water weight was like disappearing. And I was starting to finally feel like myself again. I never will forget calling my husband in excitement because I could see my ankles again. That's how swollen and out of control things I'd got when I was pregnant. That was that. And I started losing weight and I got back to where I wanted to be or where I was pre-pregnancy. Like I said, still struggling with confidence issues because that was just in in me and I didn't know any better. So then a few years later, I ended up getting pregnant with my daughter. I didn't gain as much weight. I only gained about 40-ish pounds, but 
you have your kid and then you want to be back in your old jeans and you want to feel good and things like that. I went back to Beachbody because I knew that it worked the first time and that I was seeing good results. And I still was loosely doing it up until like maybe a year before I got pregnant again. So I knew that it was something that worked. So I went right back to it. But this time, not too long after I got started, I became a Beachbody coach. And one thing that happened when I became a Beachbody coach is I got introduced to this thing called personal development. And to me, I knew absolutely nothing about personal development. I didn't know this was a thing. It was like not really talked about back then because you're talking about roughly 13 years ago. Nowadays, it's becoming more and more prevalent. But back then, it wasn't really a thing. So when I got introduced to personal development, it was like my eyes opened up to a whole nother world of how to talk to yourself, your mind and body kind of experience and how they connect and how your gut connects to your mind. And my mind was honestly like blown. And I have been obsessed ever since because of the fact that I was like, holy crap, there's so much about myself, my body, the world that I never knew anything about because none of this was a thing growing up for me and my parents never talked like this. And it was just a whole new world for me. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because when I started learning about personal development and I started understanding more about the mind and body, I realized that the word healthy, what is given to us by the media and what is ingrained in our brains of these perfect models with these perfect bodies. And yes, I had heard about photoshopping and all that stuff, but never really realizing that just because you have this perfect body that it doesn't mean you're healthy. And I never, and I know this might sound crazy to some of you, but I never in a million years, like up until that point, thought about the fact that if you're skinny, you may not be healthy. And I don't know if you guys have heard the saying, healthy is the new skinny, but that became like my whole internal messaging. And I started focusing more and more on becoming healthy and not just skinny. Like, yes, you get that when you become healthy, you become skinnier and things like that. But that's not always the case. There's people that are not super skinny that are still healthier than some super skinny. So that's when a lot of this kind of opened up and I became obsessed with learning what it meant to truly be healthy because I want to live a long life. I want to be here for my kids. I want to see my kids have kids if they want to have kids. I want to see my kids get married if they choose to get married. Like I want to be here to see them live their lives for as long as I possibly can. And I want to be feeling good and being able to do things with them at an older age. So to me, being healthy is way more important than whether or not I fit into my old genes and the fucking number on the scale. So that's why. I'm super passionate about helping people get healthier, lose weight in a way that should feel good to them and it should be natural and it's not about diet pills and it's not about hurting ourselves to get there. So that's why I wanted to walk you guys through this and I wanted to give a little bit of backstory on why I am so passionate about this and why and for me to hopefully encourage you and empower you to love the skin that you're in and learn 
to be healthy and not worry about being skinny. And I say that, and I want to also preference. So there's, I still have goals of, I want to be X, Y, Z on a certain size or whatever, but I'm not obsessed with it. And I definitely don't obsess with the number on the scale. I hardly ever get on the scale because a lot of times I just go off how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling good, then I know that I'm getting rid of some of the swelling that we all deal with and things like that. So I am encouraging you to focus on becoming healthy and not just skinny because you're going to feel better and you're going to be able to enjoy more of your life being healthy versus really being obsessed with being skinny. So that's why I want to make sure or to encourage you to actually focus on becoming healthy. So that's why I want to give you seven steps you can get started. And if you're not doing any of these, getting started with even one is a good starting point. I want to start with the a few of the obvious ones, and then I want to move into some of the not so obvious ones. Some of the ones that I don't believe are talked enough about, especially in the way in which I'm going to talk about them. Let's get started on these seven steps that I believe are the foundational elements you need in order to live a healthy lifestyle. Obviously, there's way more than seven steps that you can do, but with anything that you do in life, you need to create a foundation. Like when I talk about branding, I talk about the core foundations. When I talk about weight loss foundations, when I talk about being happy, there's certain foundational elements. Like anything that we do, you need a rock solid foundation. So the first one is getting seven, eight hours of sleep. Listen, I get it. Sometimes sleep is hard, especially being a mom. And especially if you have little kiddos, like I get it that this can be more challenging in certain times of your life. Now, if you're not going through one of those times of your life, you need to focus on your sleep. So the reason why they say seven to eight hours is it lowers your risk for serious health problems like diabetes and heart disease. And for all the ladies out there, I don't think anyone talks about the fact that heart disease is the number one killer in us women. And a lot of it has to do with lack of sleep and stress and not taking care of ourselves. So that's why sleep, please sleep as much as you can when you don't have a baby that you have to wake up with, things like that. And obviously, like sometimes I'm up late at night doing something, but I try not to make it a consecutive thing. So that's what this is about. It's about having more of a norm as a base and letting days be different and out of the norm and not be your norm to only sleep for three or four hours a day. It reduces your stress. It improves your mood. You are able to think more clearly, do better in school, work, being a mom, like everything. And you can get along better with people, obviously, because you're not Miss Cranky Pants, okay? So I'm sure you've heard of this before, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but you need to Try to make sure it's part of your routine. You can set your phone up on Do Not Disturb. I have mine because I have an iPhone. You can set it up for a sleep time. So I try to say I'm going to go to bed at 9 and I get up around 5.20 to go to my go get ready for the gym. So my phone goes into a sleep mode. So it makes it harder to get to apps and things. So I can't scroll social media very easily when I'm in bed. Like I have to actually like try to go through and like turn do not disturb off or if I'm waiting for somebody to text me I have to like turn things off unless I'm constantly watching so it makes it more challenging so it actually forces me to go to sleep when I'm trying to set up a sleep routine so there are little things that you can do 
to make it harder on yourself. You can put your phone across the room. If you cannot touch the damn phone, if you find yourself not being able to not touch it, you need to put it across the room because you need your sleep more than you need to know what Susie's doing with her kids at 10 o'clock at night or whatever. There's a little things that you can do. Number two step is drink more water. I know that I would say 99% of you have heard this, but I would say that not most of us are doing it. Getting enough water in every day is important to your health. Drinking water can prevent dehydration, a condition that can cause unclear thinking, like just not drinking enough water. Like you might have brain fog. People don't realize that little things like this make a big difference in your life. It results in mood changes. It can cause your body to overheat. If you're dehydrated, you'll run hotter because you're not cooling your body down. can also lead to kidney stones, constipation, things like that. And here's the other thing that I think is funny that I joke with some of my friends about. But are you starting to get older or are you thinking about when you're going to be older and you don't want to have wrinkles, right? Or you don't want to have any like sagging skin. So what does everyone do? We all go and we check out these fancy creams and we do all this stuff and we spend all these money on this cosmetic stuff. But water is like the honest is the best thing to help reduce that stuff long term. So drink the water. And I want to give you a little tip on like how much water you should be drinking. So say you weigh about 200 pounds. I'm just using an average, even number so I can do the math for you. You should be drinking about 100 ounces of water. So it's supposed to be half your body weight in ounces. Now, the more you weigh, the water gets a little crazy on the amount of water you need to take in. So I would say just tap it out at a gallon if you um, are higher than that. I would tap it out at a gallon and then see how you're feeling. And just like with the sleep and everything else, start little. If you don't drink any water now, start with just a glass of water every day. And then in two weeks, when you get that one glass of water that consistently drinking, then up it to two glasses, things like that. But do drink your water. It can make so much difference in your life. I kind of joke with my husband because every time he tends to drink a little too much, she'll be like, oh, I'm so sore, I'm achy, this and that. And I'm like, you're dehydrated. And then he gets mad because then he drinks a ton of water and he calls me and he's like, you're right, I was dehydrated. So it really does have lots of effects on your body that you may not even realize it. And then so number three would be eating healthy foods. And obviously we all have heard this. We all have heard the rule of seven to eight servings of Fruits and veggies combined, I would say try to eat more veggies than fruit just because fruits tend to be higher in sugar. Berries like strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, they're all lower in sugar if you are trying to watch your sugar intake. That's why if you see people eating like a keto diet, you'll see them eating more berries than any other kind of fruit because they are lower. But also make sure you change up your veggies and fruit to give yourself a variety of vitamins. It's not just about eating the fruits and vegetables. If you eat broccoli every day and that's all you ate every day, you're not giving enough variety of vitamins for your body to survive on and so that you would feel good and to get the benefit of actually eating the vegetables. So try to 
Change it up as much as you possibly can within the ones that you like. I also have a veggie powder that I really enjoy. I've gone through and tested many of these veggie powders because some of them are not so tasty, but I finally found one that I can literally drink it just by itself. I'll put that link in the show notes for you because it's really good. What else? Every cell in the human body contains protein and so many people are so many like health gurus and a lot of the media and things like that. Everyone's always talking about fruit and vegetables and how you need to eat them. And not enough people, unless you're like really in the workout scene, talk about protein and how much protein makes an impact on the way you function and just so many things. So I just want to go over real quick about protein because it's the basic structure for your body to help you repair cells and make new ones. So like it's really crucial to actually get protein and to get an adequate amount of protein every day. And up until I guess it was like two years ago when I worked with a coach to track my macronutrients, I didn't realize how crucial protein was. And I had been currently struggling with my weight for quite some time and I didn't realize that I had been really lacking in my protein. So just a few things to go over like what protein impacts, just because I want to really drive this point in, is it reduces appetite and hunger levels. The effects on your appetite can be powerful. In one study, it showed that increasing your protein intake from 15% to 30% of your calories made overweight women eat 441 fewer calories each day without intentionally restricting anything because protein helps your body function better so you're not feeling as hungry. Another thing is it increases muscle mass and strength. Protein is the building block for your muscles. Therefore, eating enough protein can help you maintain muscle mass and promotes muscle growth when strength training, which is freaking phenomenal because that means if you're taking in enough protein and you're doing a workout, it's like a win-win. It's like a double whammy kind of thing. It helps reduce cravings and late night snacking. It boosts your metabolism and increases fat burning. High protein intake has been shown to significantly boost your metabolism and increase the number of calories you burn. This can amount to 80 to 100 more calories burned each day. I even saw a study where it was about 240 extra calories you burn in each day. So if you are looking to lose weight and things, start looking at your protein and see if you are eating enough. And I'm going to go over that in a minute. It also helps lower your blood pressure and it helps maintain the weight loss because of the fact that, like I just said, it leads to automatic reduction in calories and intake and cravings. So ultimately it helps you lose weight. Another thing is it helps your body repair after in your injury. It's the main building block for the tissues in your organs which is why they say that it's great to eat after working out because when you're working out, you'll actually like the whole process is the tears of the muscles and then they rebuild themselves. So that's why protein is such a crucial part. And it helps you stay fit as you age. As one of the consequences of aging is that our muscles gradually start to weaken. So eating more protein is one of the easiest ways to reduce age-related muscle deterioration. You may be wondering, okay, now I completely understand that you need to actually be focusing on protein, but you might be wondering how much protein should I be eating? They say that it should be 10 to 35% of your calories should come from protein. So if you need about 2,000 calories, like if that's your diet, that's about 200 to 700 calories from protein, which is 
also 50 to 175 grams of protein. I am following about, I think I'm at like a 1650, 1690 type of calorie intake. And I am taking on like about 110 grams of protein a day. So in order to do this, you might have to actually track your protein to see where you're at because I shock myself all the time because I'm thinking I'm taking in enough protein. And then when I'm tracking, I'm like, holy crap, I'm missing the mark majorly on protein. Even after I've been doing this for a while and I keep trying and trying, I still struggle to hit my protein because it's more than you think and it's probably more than you are definitely used to eating. So it's just something to take into account. Okay, so now the fourth step is supplements. Now, I can't go into detail and tell you exactly what vitamins you need to take because we're all different and our bodies need very different things. But I want to tell you is if you haven't heard this yet, our soil that our that we grow our foods in is not as rich as it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. It has become extremely overfarmed and with also with the chemicals and things that they use, it's becoming harder and harder for us to get all the supplements that we need just from our food. I would say even when people are eating a very healthy diet, there's still some bit of supplementation going on because we just can't hit the amount of vitamins that we need anymore. One thing about supplements, honestly, some of this is trial and error. You have to see what works for you, what's what you're feeling a difference with, things like that. But let me just go over a few of the ones that you always hear about us being deficient in. One of them is magnesium. A lot of us don't get enough magnesium. For me, a lot of times I can tell if I need magnesium because I'm very sore after the gym very repeatedly and things like that. So I am always trying to my magnesium. And then there's also vitamin D. We're supposed to get 15 to 30 minutes of sunshine every day. So many of us are in the house working or in the office working, especially in the winter months. We're not going outdoors and doing as many things. So we might be deficient in vitamin D. And that makes you so tired. You can try it and see how it works for you. Also, a lot of times people talk about vitamin C for not getting sick, but actually zinc is a huge beneficial vitamin for helping us not get sick. One way that you can see if you're deficient in things is you can get blood work that'll tell you like certain vitamins that you could be def deficient in, but some of it is just trial and error. If you're feeling tired, you could try vitamin D. It just is like working with your body to see what it is and what will help you feel different. So for instance, there's like people say holy basil will help with like stress, but I have tried it and I don't see much of a difference on it. So maybe for me, it doesn't work that well. And that's why you have to do a little bit of trial and error. But what I do want to tell you is that you not all vitamins, not all supplements are created equal. There is such a wide range on what is actually good in the market and what is not so great. I personally hardly ever buy vitamins from like CVS, Walgreens, any of those kind of places, Walmart, Target, any of that, because most of the vitamins that they sell in those type of stores have fillers, have additives, and some even have sugar in them. I try not to buy a lot of the big chain of um, supplements because I find smaller people, even like little entrepreneurs that have started their own vitamin, they take much more care and really focus on the quality 
of what you're putting in your body than a lot of the other ones. So I'm personally, that's me. You do as you please. Yes, the more quality ones are more expensive. But in my thought processes, if you're going to spend the money, why not spend it on quality? And if you're not going to spend it on quality, why are you even bothering? Might sound harsh, but if you are trying to do it to be healthier and to feel good and you're buying a crap vitamin that doesn't really have what you need or it's not good quality, then you're just throwing your money away, even if you're saving $10 on that particular one or something like that. That's my thought. That's my philosophy. It's completely up to you. When it comes to supplements, not only do I look for things for like certain vitamins and things, but I also look for things to help me manage my stress. We have so many things happening. No matter what we're doing, a lot of us deal with stress, whether it's stress from work, stress from kids, whatever. Even when you try to manage it as much as you can, you still have to deal with it here and there. So I look for things to help me manage my stress. One of my things, one of my go-to things, I actually just took it before I started this episode, is my CBD oil. I use it to just help mellow me down. It just brings me down a notch. And I can honestly feel like a sense of calm comes over my body. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to the CBD oil I use, and it will give you a $10 coupon. But if you do seek out CBD, please be careful because when it comes to CBD, they are definitely not created equal and it's an unregulated market. So you really need to know how they process it, what's in it, things like that. If you want to try it and you want a good CBD, I've also, this is probably like the sixth or seventh CBD that I've tested. So I will give you that link. And then the other thing is if you don't want CBD, there's things like ashwagandha, like that can help you. If I take ashwagandha consistently, I can see a little bit of help with stress, but it doesn't help as much. I can't feel it like right then and right there. So that's why I chose CBD. So that's why I said you have to test things out. I use my body as a little bit of an experiment and things like that. So you have to learn to know your body and how you feel and gauge and go from there to figure out what supplements. Okay, step number five, because this episode is getting entirely too long. Movement and exercise. Every time I say exercise, people groan and sigh because let's face it, not many people enjoy working out. I am one of the weird ones. But to be honest, I don't think it's the workout that I enjoy because that sucks most of the time. It's super hard, but it is the feeling after the workout that I crave, that dopamine hit of feeling great. Also knowing I just accomplished and did something I didn't think I could do, sometimes I even surprise myself on what I can accomplish, and that's always a great feeling. But many people don't realize that it doesn't have to be a huge workout to make it count. If you do nothing now, do something that is huge. Okay, most of us sit all day, which means we're not getting our blood moving, which is not good for our heart. It's not good for weight loss. It's not good for so many other aspects of our body. The most important part of movement is to get your blood flowing. Honestly, that's it. If you just want to take a walk for 30 minutes, maybe twice a day if you're lucky, even if you only can do it one day, then do that. If you, can, if you can't muster up the motivation to work out, like I said, go for a walk, dance around your house, do anything besides just sitting still. I am always telling people to find something that you can enjoy, especially in the beginning. I worked out at home for 17 years and that worked for me. But then when the pandemic hit, I could not muster up the energy or the motivation to go into my basement. So I had to find something different. I could have used every excuse under the sun, but 
I looked for a new solution and I found CrossFit and I'm absolutely loving it. I absolutely love being around the people. I love the fact that they can motivate me. You need to find something to do. Even if you want to go for a walk, but you don't want to like waste time, go for a walk and talk to somebody on the phone that you need to talk to. You can do two things at one time, things like that. And try different things and experiment to see what you like. Don't use the excuse that you don't like working out. Number six, this is something that I don't feel like anyone's talking about enough, and that is to sit in silence. So many people talk about meditation, but meditation can come in so many different aspects and forms, and sitting in silence technically can be meditation. A lot of people, when they think of meditation, they think of guided meditation, so that's why I didn't want to use that word. I just want you just sit there and sit with your own thoughts. With the busyness of life, we tend to lose ourselves. And the only way to find ourselves is to sit with ourselves, get back to hearing our own thoughts and uncovering who we want to be. Sitting with myself has allowed me to make so many breakthroughs in my own life. I am now grounded in who I am, what I want to be, how I want to show up, what type of life I want to live. You can't do that if you're constantly distracted by the noise of the outside world. Yes, sometimes this is hard because I have a million things going on. My brain is literally all over the place, but I let it go. I try not to stop it as I sit there and start to feel calm because I start to allow the ideas to just completely flow in me and out of me. And if I have a new thought, if no thoughts come up, I just sit there and you can start this very small, just a few minutes. Sometimes I'll just sit back in my chair while I'm working and just close my eyes for five minutes because it just gives me a sense to reset myself. And I guess like real quick, have you ever noticed that you're in the shower and you have all these ideas and they're like your best ideas ever? The reason for that is because you're not giving yourself that same time. Like the fact that you're in the shower, you have absolutely no other distractions. So that means that if you don't have time any other time throughout the day that's happening to you, it's because you are allowing yourself to be constantly distracted, whether it's your phone, the TV, the radio, like anything. It means you're constantly allowing all these other things to be taking over you instead of you just sitting with your own thoughts. Sitting with my own thoughts has been the biggest thing that I have probably done and changed in the past year that has really changed my mood, my outcome my feeling on how I feel about myself, my motivation to do more and to be more. So if you don't take anything else out of this episode, please take this one piece of just sitting with your own thoughts and you will be surprised and shocked at what you want to do and where you want to go and how you feel about change and things. Because I think so many of us get overwhelmed because we don't give ourselves this time to just sit and think through things of what you want to do. And the last tip, number seven, I don't think hardly anyone ever talks about it and it irritates me because in order to live a healthy lifestyle, you need to have fucking fun. Like it needs to be a part of your routine. So many of us are just like checking off the boxes. I did this, I did that, I got this done, I did this. And you forget to have fun. You forget to take 10 minutes and like dance to a song or enjoy yourself. Or, I don't know, go to dinner with friends once every two weeks. Like, whatever it is, we forget to add more fun into our every day. Not just, like, once a month or once every two weeks. Like, every day. Just turn on 
for me, this is me personally. I don't know if this is everyone, but I really enjoy music. So like for me, just turning on the music for five or 10 minutes every day for me to I can get up and dance or just like move in my body just like a little bit. It changes my entire mood for the entire day, week, whatever. So find that one thing that you can do for at least five to 10 minutes every day. And I promise you, it will make such a big impact on living a healthy lifestyle because you will be happier. And that is ultimately the point of living a healthy lifestyle is to feel great and to be happy. That's what I have to say about my seven tips. I would love to get your thoughts and let me know. I hope this episode was helpful and I can't wait to hear what steps you want to get started on today. If you found this info helpful, please be sure to rate, review, and more importantly, share with your friends on social media and be sure to tag me at empoweredaf.co. Until next time, have a fabulous sleep. Bye-bye.